Hey guys, it's Rayanne from Messages Through Raindrops. I'm so excited you decided to listen in today. I hope the Lord blesses you and I hope this word touches your spirit so you can do something different and make a change, right? So enjoy. And if you like it, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Yeah, check us out on YouTube, all right? God bless. Amen, amen. We thank God for this moment. We thank God for this opportunity right now that he has spared to us, oh God. We thank God for just the chance to to breathe again, the opportunity to lift our hands, to lift our voice, and, and just acknowledge him for who he is, right? The author and finisher of our faith, right? We, we just come before him just to say thank you. If we don't say nothing else, if I don't say nothing else for the rest of the night, I just want to start by telling the Lord thank you. The Lord has been so good to me. The Lord has been so good to others that I've seen around me that he's been providing even in this pandemic, even in this crisis. Who who goes through a crisis? And, you know, we have believers that say, oh, this is of the devil and this is of the devil. That's great, right? We can believe whatever we want to believe. But the God that we serve will still provide even during a pandemic. The God that we serve is still making sure our bills are paid. Uh, there's food on our tables, the roof over our heads. We don't even know how we're making it. Some of us are making it better now. Now than when we were at work. Some of us are making it better this year than we're making it last year and we don't even do anything because God has us in a place of where we can only now ask him, where we can only now reach out to him, where we can only now acknowledge him. We were in a place of where we became so busy right? We became so busy that we forgot to, to acknowledge him and we forgot to ask him permission and we forgot to just even notice that he was in the room because we were so caught up into, into man. We were so caught up into routines. We were so caught up into traditions and, 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 and structure in a sense of program, right? We were so programmed that we forgot that we are programmed by God. We forgot that we, we are programmed by God, that we were just moving in the mix of man and we didn't know that we were supposed to flow in the spirit of God. So I thank you all for joining us tonight. This is session number 62 and I'm so, so excited that God has given me the strength to be on here today. And my notes are over here and you're over here. So I'm going to be back and forth, but it's still cool because your ears is going here tonight, right? So this is session number 62 and the Lord is saying tonight, you can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. So I want you to write that down. You can run, but you can't hide. So get your notebooks, get your pencils, your pen, your your Bible. If you're not, if you don't, if you're not near anything, just listen in, and I'll just appreciate that. Right? But I want us to be ready, because when the students show up, the teacher is ready to teach. So I'm excited. For those that don't know who I am, I'm Elder Rayanne James, Coach Ray, as people call me. I'm a spiritual life coach to help people become more, having hope. I help people restore their faith. I help, I bring sight to the blind. I help people understand that they have purpose beyond their eyes can see. I, I allow people to see the God in their situations and in their storm. I, I allow people to go through a storm and see the light, nevertheless, right? That's who I am. That's enough of me, but I'm here only because of God. So tonight, the Lord is saying number 62 is, you can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. And I'm going to slow it down tonight because I believe God is speaking to us. And we're going to go to the book of Jonah tonight. Familiar scripture, familiar verses. Everyone knows about Jonah and he's trying to run and he and he's too afraid to do it. And we and we all get that. And some of us have a Jonah spirit in us. 
where God is calling us to do something, but we don't believe we can. Right? Yeah, can everyone mute their phones? Because I guess someone is receiving background noise and they can't hear. Right? So some of us, like Jonah, you know, we're, we're handpicked to do an assignment. We were chosen to do an assignment. But somewhere along the way, we, we get so afraid. We get so afraid that we don't believe that we can do it. Because we have never seen it done before. There's no one has, no one has done it in our family. And if someone did do it in our family, we don't believe that we have the same type of, of, of gift and skills and capability to get it done ourselves. So tonight the Lord just wants us to, to just touch on Jonah. So as I have my Bible for it, I'm going to read chapter one. And it says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying. So we're going to just stop right there. And we're going to just go back to the word now. Because I believe when we're looking at scriptures and we're looking at verses, we, we bypass certain words. But when we start the text and when we start this verse and it says now, you have to look at your now. You have to look where you are right now. You have to understand where you are in your situation, in your mind, in your finances, in your home, in your career, in your business. Look at your now. It wouldn't just start with a prompting word such as now. Because God wants our attention right now. God wants us to see him right now. God wants us to take our mind off of everything of the world and just focus on him right now. Right? And the word says, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into to go with them to Tarshish for the presence of the Lord. So we understand that Jonah here is on the run. We understand here that Jonah is, is, is fleeing. Why? Because he thinks it's better for him to arise and flee rather to arise and go. He believes that I'd rather run from God because he can't find me. Because some of us right now are even hiding from assignments, hiding from things that we are supposed to do because we believe that God can't see us. But God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's with, he's with me. He's with you. You know, we have people here who's live from Trinidad. He's there. He's everywhere. He's in the dark corner. He said, even if you made your bed in hell, I'll be there with you. Even if you made your bed in hell, I'll be right there with you. Right? So we understand that the word, so now you're running at all costs, whatever it takes, because sometimes we forget again that he's omnipresent. We forget that we can run from man because some of us do a really good job at hiding from people. Some of us do a good job isolating ourselves from people. Some people are, was already in an isolated mindset before this isolation came about. Some people were trying to hide themselves from people before they said lockdown, it's time to stay inside. So now you have isolation upon isolation. You have crisis upon crisis. You have now buried yourself in a, digger, in a deeper pit. So first you have already dug yourself in a pit. Now the world says now you guys have to go in isolation, shun yourself away from people. Don't allow yourself to talk to people, to communicate, communicate with people, to even hug on people. Guys, we have come to the point where we can't even go and touch people. 
See, the adversary don't want us to be amongst people because when we are amongst people, things happen. When we are amongst people and we start to talk and we start to praise God, when we fellowship with one another, things begins to activate. So if I can allow them to just run away from people, if I can allow them to go shun themselves in a corner, if I allow them to go hide themselves in the back of the classroom, hello somebody, I was that girl. I ran in the back of the classroom because I didn't want to be seen. Not that I didn't know the work, I just didn't care to be there. Right? So I would hide myself. Some of us are ready to hide ourselves and now the world is saying, now really, go hide yourself. So the sad part is, now, because some, some of us are lacking discernment, that now we can't even see the ones who are, who are really drowning. There's people that are really drowning in this crisis, but because the believers are not together in the church, now no one can see what people are hiding. Now everyone gets to have the spirit of depression on them and carry it with them like a pocketbook, a cute one, a fake one at that, so now nobody can see, sis, I need to pray for you. Come on, somebody. See, now you get to go in your corner and, and, and it's okay to, to shelter yourself away, but it's not. That's what the adversary wants us to do. So we are as a people, and I'm glad for some of us, I know Terry is on here and she has a group where she comes on and she speaks to people as well. God is waking up the spiritual believers to say, this is not so. Not because the door is closed, not because the church is closed, not because the building doors are locked, you guys can't fellowship. You ought to find a way to still fellowship. So I'm sad to hear when some people are, are lost because no one has reached out to them. No one has called on them. All of a sudden, no one knows their name. See, people... In, in group settings, and because I don't want to just keep bashing church, and in group settings, and in cliques, and at work, now no one knows you because you're not there. Out of sight, out of mind. So I'm not in your sight, so I won't be in your mind. Right? So now we understand that this is what the adversary is trying to do. But as believers, as believers of the word, right? We ought to be doers of the word. So we don't just become believers and, oh, I'm going to believe what the scripture tell me. Now you got to work the scripture because faith comes by work. Faith without works is dead. So now how are you working the scripture without being in the building? I'll wait. Right? And again, I'm not bashing nobody's church. I'm not bashing nobody's job. I'm not bashing. But I want you guys to understand how the adversary is so cunning and so wise that he would allow this to still come in and to cripple someone, to paralyze them. There's people out there that is close to death and don't even know it. Close to death and don't even know it. But Jonah found in that robber, he said, look, I don't have time for this. I'm going to just run because I know that you sent some people before me and they couldn't get it done. So why are you trying to send me? I know I can't do it if they couldn't do it and they were wiser. Why you think I can do it? Some of us right now is holding on to some assignments and some tasks that the Lord has given us. But because people before us couldn't do it, we're going to tell ourselves we can't do it too. And we're going to try to either run away from the assignment or give the assignment to somebody else. I don't know who it's for, right? So it says, but Jonah arose and he fleed because it was easy for him to flee. But the Lord in verse four, it says, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken. It's something about the wind, guys. 
It is something about the wind. And God is speaking to me. And this is called gossip, the gospel. And it's funny because we're not really in the gospel tonight because we're in the Old Testament. But I'm going to take us back to the old to the gospel for a second because I remember when Jesus was in the boat and he was with his disciples and the storm was arose and on, t- on the top and Jesus was just chilling at the bottom asleep. Let's not forget he was just asleep. So he's like, you guys about to wake me up for this? And then when Jesus got up because he's so merciful and he said, let me just teach him anyhow. Because remember, leaders on here, when you're doing this, you're doing it for God. So you still have to be an example for the people. Yes, you don't want to show them. Yes, you know they're doubting you. Yes, you got to repeat it over and over. But guess what? You got to do it again. So Jesus got up. He went up there. And the first thing he did was rebuke the wind. See, here's the problem. We are rebuking the wrong things. See, they said the water is going to try to drown us. They think the water is going to capsize the boat, but it's not the water that's going to come for you. It's the wind. The wind has the power to move things. The wind has the power to turn down. Right now, if a storm comes, the rain is fine. But if a wind blows and it knocks down the pole in front of your house and it falls on your house, that's become the damage. That's where the damage comes. It's not about the water. So Jesus went and he rebuked the wind. He's rebuking the wind because the wind is the thing that has power. So here we're at a place of escape. Think about where you are. You're at a place of escape, right? Here comes the wind. And you know the wind is something we can't physically see, but we can feel it. The wind is what we feel, the burdenness of of the heaviness of, of our tears at night. The wind is when we're carrying the load and it's too heavy. The wind can be somebody else's troubles that you're carrying. The wind is not necessarily the thing that is really causing the problem, but the wind has so much power that it's an add-on to it, right? But we can feel it. We can see the strength of it. It has, it has by, by the things around us, right? It moves the things around us. It comes to shake the things around us. It is nothing like we're going through a storm. You know, when we were little, we would say sticks and stones would break my, make my words, but words cannot hurt me. Hello, somebody, that's a lie. Because words, when it comes out, it has power, life and death, and it comes out with wind. It's the wind that comes out with the words. The, the, when the words come out, the air pushes it, and it catapults it, and it hits everything in your atmosphere. So sticks and stone break my bones, and yes, them words will hurt me. So it's the wind that causes the problem, not necessarily the words, because there's something about when you're in it and you just feel it. You just feel it because it it makes you go to and fro. It tosses you back. You can't sleep at night. You're traveling with this thing, right? Some some comes and it calms while other, the winds I'm talking about, right? Some of the winds, it's very calm and it's very soothing. You know, that's that, that's that, that good wind, that good sound, that good sound. Something comes with a sound. There's a wind that comes, right? And it's almost as like when you're in your bed, and you hear the wind moving, it comes with a sound. See, I tell parents all the time, it's all right if you yell at your children, but don't become noisy. When you yell at them, make a sound. Because a sound will shift the right things. A sound will put the right things in place. A sound will scare the mess out of you. Because it's it's like what we taught a couple of months ago, your passion versus your purpose. Your purpose is loud because it's the thing that you like, the thing that gets you excited. Ooh, I can't wait to do it. That's my thing. But you see that thing called purpose? That purpose will whisper in your ear. It'll whisper so soft that it's going to scare you half to death. And you'll be like, I'm not doing that. 
you're going to respond to the whisper so fast rather than you're going to respond to the loudness that you hear. So be mindful of that wind. It's like a rushing, mighty rushing wind, right? You understand where I'm going with this? But some comes to, some comes and it's destructive. It's a destructive force, destructive force. We have to understand that. But let's get back to Jonah because we, we understand where he is because some of us is in a Jonah mindset where the Lord is telling us to go and we are so want to be right that we rather not go because no, that can't be for me. That's not for me. Why are you telling me to do that? Me, I can't do that. I can't do that. I said, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. Somebody's sending a wind to you because they think you're about to be broken up. Somebody's about to send a wind to you because they think that one word that they're about to say to you is going to tear you down. One of you, some of you is so close to somebody saying one thing to see you flat out. Everybody that's speaking to you don't want to see you win. Everybody that speaks over your life don't want to see you win. Sometimes chastisement without love can cause damage. That one wind of word can allow you to be broken. So be mindful in this season when you're speaking life into somebody, let it be a sound that it can revive their spirit, revive them from a place of where they used to be to bring them back into recognition of this is who I am. What have I been doing? What happened? Let your words revive people. Because you ain't God. So don't say you're going to speak life and you're going to bring them back to life. I'm not here to bring nobody back to life. I'm here to revive you from a dead place to move forward in God. See, when we be trying to become superheroes, when we're trying to be this best and best all and trying to be and trumping God, that's when we become a problem. I'm not here to be, to give you a safety anchor. I'm here to serve you the word of God. When I serve you the word of God, that's where you become rescuable. That's where the anchor comes in. That's where you find life. That's where you find hope. So Jonah here decides to run because it was the best thing to do. It's the wisest thing to do, right? Then the, then the marinas were afraid. So now the men on the boat, they become afraid. There's people around you because your storm is going crazy. Some people are like, yo, I don't know what's wrong with you. But every time I'm around you, this keep happening, that keep happening. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying. See, when I'm around some people and I'm seeing some negative stuff happening, honey, I'm about to question your obedience to God. Because when I'm around you, I want to see the favor of God around you. When I'm around you, I want to see some manifestation happening. When I'm around you, I got to see the light. I'm a, I understand we walk into some people's life and they might be a little broken and they need a little help. But baby, if this is the third year and we still going through this, I'm, I'm really questioning your disobedience. I think you're running from something. I think you're running from something. Where's the fruit? I ought to see the fruit. You ought to bear more fruit. And I said that last week just for some of you, right? You ought to bear fruit. Let me see it. Right? So the men on the boat become, they become afraid. And every man cried out to his God. Pay attention now. Every man cried out to his God. I don't know what your Bible said, but my God here is in a liturgy. Because my God is the, the king of kings and lords of lords. And he trumps all of that. So they start to cry out to their gods, their gods, 
who's their gods? We don't know. And through the cargo that was in the ship into the sea, we've become so hopeless. Some people become so scared. They start throwing out the merchandise that God has blessed them with. They start throwing out the wrong things just to make room because they scared. Do not make a decision off of a temporary moment. Do not make a permanent decision off of a temporary storm. Do not make a, a decision based on your now. I had some people when I shared the people that were going away for next year and some people came over and I'm not throwing shade but I'm throwing shade and some people said I don't know if I could make it I don't know if I could go why are you basing your decision now for something next year and you don't know if God can move your, your financial situation in a blink of an eye see if we say yes we're going if we say yes to God he will meet us there he will show us how to do it he will give us the the tools to do it so we can get there don't make it an excuse. How are you getting there? That's your dream. If you say yes to it, show up. It's not going to fall on your lap. You got to walk this thing out. This is a faith walk because if God gives you a vision, God is going to give you a provision. If God gives you a vision, God is going to give you a provision. He is going to provide. And please, somebody right now is waiting for God to physically come down and give it to you. No, baby. He will use people to give it to you. And guess what? He might even use your adversary. He might even use your enemies to give it to you. But because you have pride, because you don't see God looking, working through them, you just think they still your adversary. They still the enemy. But he said, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. So if your enemies are sitting at the table, aren't they going to pass you a bread? Aren't they going to pass you the butter? Aren't they going to pass you a cup of water? Hello, somebody. Come on, you see where I'm going with this? In the presence of your enemy, they're going to serve you and don't even know it. That's how God loves us. It's not going to be people that we like. God is going to allow the same person that you don't like to bless you. That's why this thing is not about you. That's why this thing, pride has to leave. Some of you, some of me, me, some me, let me call, let me talk to me because we gossip in the gospel. And when we gossip this thing, we gossip about ourselves. Some of us, our adversaries has given us things and try to give us things. And, and this is what we say. Oh, no, I don't want that. I don't know what they did with that. They must have done some voodoo or some type of stuff with that. I don't want it. Girl, bye. Because if God be for you, nobody can be against you. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God will give the right person to give you the right thing, even the person you don't like. They won't even know what hit them. They're going to wake up the next day like, did I just give her that million dollars? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, that's blah. Come on, somebody. That's how our God operates. That's our Father. He will use them to bless us and they won't even know it. So let that spirit of pride remove from yourself right now in the name of Jesus. They got you have people holding up your gifts because you don't want it because it's from her. You don't want it because it's from them. You don't want it because you had issues with her two years ago. See, you probably the one still stuck in two years ago. She probably got over it and she's seeing you now, but you don't even see her now because you're stuck in two years ago. You're still stuck in two years ago. But let's move on because we, we gossiping about Jonah tonight, my boy. All right. So they got scared and they start throwing away all their stuff. Don't even realize 
And come on, they're marinas. So when they go across country, it's to trade. They are throwing away their stuff that God blessed them with to trade, to make money. They got so confused, they start throwing away the wrong things. Don't be so confused that you're throwing away your products. Don't be so confused that you start throwing away your gifts. Don't be so confused that you just settle for anything. We are not settling for anything in this season. My God is a king. My father is a king. What he has for me is for me. Nobody can have it. If it's mine, it's mine because he said so. So they start throwing away their stuff because they're all confused in their mind now. Right? They threw away the cargo that was on the ship into the sea to lighten up the load. To lighten up the load. I think the Lord is speaking to me because I get in this cleaning frenzy when I just start just throwing away everything. I start giving away everything. And the Lord is saying, you're trying to lighten up the load. But guess what? The load is in your head. <laughs> it's not that the load is in the house. The load is in your head. You see, the things around us is allowing us to believe that it's in the house. But no, the house is in the head. So maybe, just maybe, we need to unload the issues and the cargo that's in our head. Maybe we need to undo the cargo of burden, the car, the cargo of other people's issues. We're, we're, we're in so many battles. My coach tell me this all the time when I first started. He said, you got too many fights going on. You fighting the children. You fighting your traffic. You fighting your boss. Yeah, you got too many battles. You got to pick one. So the cargo that you need to empty right now is in your mind. The Lord said it's in your mind. You're trying to do too many things at once. He said, if you just take it on head first, one at a time, that major one that I told you to do, that you're still running away from, I promise you, if you do that one thing I told you years ago to do, that one thing will make room for you. See, because some people in, in social media gave us the belief that if we have all of these businesses going home, we have multi um, stream of income. Oh my God, what a place to be tired. My God, what a place to be burdened. You see, you don't know my father. You don't know my shepherd. My shepherd could take that one idea and turn it into a multi-million dollar idea. My shepherd could take that one idea and break that one thing down into multiple things. You see, you just don't know my father. See, now I might have to school you on who my father is. I might have to school you on who my shepherd is. You see, because you made it clear that you have many gods. I know I only have one. And that's the problem between you and I. That's the problem between you and them, guys. That's the problem. I want you to take your eyes of what people is doing and focus on that one thing that God is telling you to do right now. A cattle, a mansion, many rooms, everything, everything. That my, where my foot touches belongs to my father. So you can't tell me I can't have it. Only God can tell me I can't have it. Only my father can tell me I can't have it. Right? So it's time to declutter the mind. So, but Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. How ironic. Doesn't this sound like something what Jesus did? Jesus went to the bottom of the boat. He went to take a rest. He went to sleep. So Jonah is going to try it. Come on. This is only prophecy, right? This Old Testament is showing us things of the new. But Jesus was never running from his assignment. He was allowing the disciples to see God in the storm. He was allowing 
the disciples to see God in the storm. So even as these people are on here, Jonah think he's running, but even in the path of you running, God still has a plan. Because there's people around, um, along your path that while you think you're just running, people still see God in you. People still see God all around you, right? So, but Jonah went to sleep because he was tired. Because I'm telling you, the first thing we say when we are exhausted, when we are ready to give up, when we are ready to throw in the towel, when we are ready to cast out the towel is, I'm going to sleep. Girl, I'm going to just sleep this one through. I'm going to just go to sleep. Oh, honey, you better wake up. I'm telling you, you better wake up because this is not the season to just sleep. Do not sleep with things on your mind. Do not sleep with the burden of the world. Do not go to bed with no issues. You got to give it to your father. You got to give it to your father. They unloaded the boat. See, even Jonah, even Jonah, he thought it was okay now to go down because the boat became lighter. See, when you, when you start to remove things from your mind, remove things from your atmosphere, it's going to feel lighter. So now you think you have come to a place of comfortability where now you can rest. You think you have arrived to the place of, oh, I can relax here. Relax where? This is not the season to relax. As much as we believe, as much as we believe that this isolation is for us to revive and, and relax and, oh, I can get my rest in, girl. Let me tell you, you done missed it. You done missed the whole move of God. If you're still there on sleep in this season, you have missed the move of God. When God has isolated us and eliminated people, it's because an elevation is in our season. When God isolates eliminates is because an elevation is in our season. So as a much is given, much is required. So I can't just have an elevation if there's no work to be done. I have to be doing some work in order for my elevation to hit. There's something I gotta be doing. There's something, there's something my father's business. Some of us are just about business, but none of it is our father's business. It's about our own business. It's about how we look. Is about what we will get. But how does God get the glory? Where does God get the glory? Right? Where will God get the glory? And be careful if you're, if you're disobedient. That you don't cause others to perish. So not only does he... um. He's being disobedient. And not only that he will perish in, this, in the mix. And not really perish. But he will fall... Other people around you might too. You're holding up somebody else. You're holding up somebody else. You're the key to the family. You're the breakthrough for the family. So if you don't do it, they might never come through. If you don't do it, they might never see it. If you don't make a way, they might never see it. So then what happens? Right? So the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Now, my, now the God here is in the uppercase. He said, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us. And I say tonight before I started that I thank God that he considered us tonight. He considered us to have this opportunity. When God considers you, it's a lot because there's great need of you. 
when God is on your, when God have you on your, on his mind, he said, I have plans for you. I have thoughts for you. I have plans for you. I want somebody who owns everything to have plans for me. That's the best thing in the world. Then I want to hear this plan because the one that I got ain't working. The one that I have is not working. Right? So let him consider us. Now it becomes the us. They had a God. But guess what? Now this becomes something that they, God, can't even control. This becomes something that no one around them can control. So now I'm going to need you to call on your God. So not only is God going to bless you, he is going to bless everyone around you. They just going to be, be they're just going to be lucky to be in the atmosphere of you to be blessed. You are walking in favor. And when you walk with people, they, they automatically get it just because you walk in the anointing of God. That's a good thing. That's why I say you got to check your circle in this season. You got to check who you're around in this season. Because listen, whatever falls on you might trickle on them. So I want the favor of the Lord to fall on me. Be careful. So that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may now know whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast the lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? That what is your occupation? So now they want to know what he do, man, what you do? What are you doing at your job? What are you doing in the house of worship? What is your title that you have this great storm, this great thing coming up against us? You have to be having some type of anointing on your life. When trouble is following you like that, tell me your occupation. Because he ain't after nobody, no itty bitty bodies. When the devil is after you, it's because he sees your anointing. When the devil is after you, you're holding some type of power. Not God's power, not God's glory, but he just don't come after any old thing. You, When you are being attacked constantly, the devil is after your anointing. So the thing that you're going through, the sickness you're going through, everything that you're going through financially, the, the adversary sees you. He see the anointing on your life. He see the anointing on your life. So tell us, what's your occupation tonight? What's your occupation? What are you doing? What's your title? Right? And anytime you see a question in the Bible, you got to answer that question. Right? And where do you come from? What, what, what was your country? And what people are you? So he said to them, I am. I am a Hebrew. So he starts off, he could have said Hebrew. He said, I am. And we know that God said to Moses, when Moses said, who do you say sent you? He said, I am that I am. When you say I am, whatever comes after that, you are saying you are God's first and then after. I am that I am. When you say your name and you call people and, and you say your name after that I am, you better know you're saying you're a child of God. And then your and then your first name becomes your last name because you're saying God. If I was to use Rayan, Rayan, I'm God's Rayan. I'm God's servant. God is my God. The I am that I am. So now he's telling them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. He told them clearly, I don't know the gods that you serve, but the God of heaven, that's the one that I'm afraid of. That's the one that I'm afraid of who made the sea and the dry land. So how is it? How is it that he fears the Lord, but he's running from his assignment? 
Amen. And that's exactly it, Terry. I am God's Terry. I am that I am. You see, the I am is your first name. The I am has the power. Don't just say Rayanne. Don't just say Terry. Don't just say Jenny. Don't just say Tamara. When you said I am, you are declaring who you are in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. Right? So how is it that Jonah is so fair of God, the one in heaven, yet he's running from his assignment? How is it that Noah knows who God is, yet he's still running? How is it that he's claiming to be an I am, and he know I am is everywhere? How is it, yet he's still running? Us, we're believers, we believe in him. We say we have faith, but now, when it's time to do the assignment, this is where faith applies. This is where faith is being tested. This is where I'm going to judge you. This is where I'm going to evaluate you. This, <coughs> excuse me, is where believers don't believe. Believers don't believe. You can believe the word, but I want to see you walk the word. You can believe the word, but let me see you walk the word. Put your mouth, put your mouth, where you, put whatever they say. I don't even know right now because I ain't got time for cliches right now, right? But walk the word, live the word, do the word. Let me see the word manifest on you. Don't just be believers. I tell people all the time when I'm in church and I'm preaching, please hold off with the hallelujah and amens because everything don't need a yes and amen. You don't even know what you believe in. And everybody that say amen don't belong to God. Everybody that lift their hands don't belong to God. The, that, that hallelujah and amen miss me with that. See, my, my coach always say, I don't want to be right. I want to be understood. Tell me you understand what I just said. Tell me you're getting what I'm preaching tonight. Tell me you're understanding this teaching because then it's all in vain because I'm not here to shoot and howl and I'm not here to make it look good and sound good. I want you to understand where you are in the gospel. You are the gospel. How? Because Jesus Christ is the gospel and he died for us and now he's in us. So you are the walking gospel. And if you are the walking gospel, guys, you are impossible. There's nothing that you cannot do. There's nothing that you don't put your mind on and get it done. There's nothing. You just have to hold on and believe. And when you're on an assignment, I need you to eliminate every negative thought in your mind. I need you to remove every picture of someone else that is trying to hinder you. When we start doing a task, we start thinking about what this one is going to think. I wonder what that one is going to think. I wonder what she's going to think. Who cares what they think? If God tells you to go, go. If God tells you to do it, do it. That's all that matters. We don't come on this earth to serve men. We ought to respect people. Don't get me wrong. Because Jesus showed us how to be a servant and a leader. But we don't serve them in that sense. We don't worship them. That's right. We're the living epistles, right? So let me, let me move along here. So then the men were exceedingly afraid. Now they were exceedingly afraid like they weren't afraid before. Now they got to put a little more emphasis on it and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he has told them. 
people will see the issues of you and you will try to tell your story. And those of you who are in the coaching, the, the coaching group, you know, a pity party is the closest thing to a funeral for me. So don't try to do it with the pity party. So he's telling them this story for them to believe. And they're like, yo, what are you telling me? This is, and then you coaches get mad. Leaders get mad. Hello, that is the reason why you're not having your breakthrough because you're blocking yourself. You're not doing the assignment. The leaders are supposed to check you. They're supposed to chastise you in love. They're supposed to say, no, you ought to do this. This is why this is happening. So then, then this is my story. This is my question. Are you telling the right story? Are you telling your truth? Because they believe because Noah told them. How are you telling your story? Is it in truth? Do you want a breakthrough or you want a pity party? Tell me what I'm wearing. Should I come dressed in black or should I be colorful so I can brighten up your whole day? Because I don't do pity parties. You got two minutes, maybe one, maybe two minutes to cry in front of me. And that's it. We got to find a strategy real quick. We got to find a plan because there's a plan because God has a plan. He wants to see great things happen in your life. Not for you to be stuck. Not for you to be stagnant, not for being, not for you to be in a complacent mindset. What are you doing? What's your occupation? Right? And this thing where your degree become your occupation, please get it out your head. Get it out your head because you can't get to heaven and say, well, I got a master's and I got a bachelor's and I got a, that is not going to get you in the kingdom of God. You have to understand your divine purpose. You have to understand what is God calling you to do? How are you making a change? Are you just taking up space on this earth? Are you just taking up space like the cargo on the ship? What is your purpose? You are a solution to a problem. You are a solution to somebody's problem. But you cannot be focused on the problem because you have to know your solution. If someone comes to you, you have to be prayed up and in the mindset and ready to give them the solution to help them. You don't sit there just listening to them complain. You don't just sit there and it's okay for people to talk. That's cool. I get it. But you are the solution to a problem. You are a mixture. You're coming to activate things. You're coming to move things in their life. You are a solution to a problem. Somebody is waiting. Could you imagine that somebody is waiting for you to help them? But you think you don't have the capability? You don't think you have the right tools? You don't think you're, you can handle it? You are somebody's solution. Everyone on this earth, everyone here is on assignment. There's no big eyes. There's no little eyes. God, God sees it and take it all. But you are a solution. And when you understand that you are a solution, just like Noah should have, because he's a solution. To not even just one person. He was a solution to an entire place, a country, a city. Noah. But Noah couldn't see it because no one has ever done it. Noah couldn't see it because great men had went before it. Can I tell you that God is raising up a group of people that is going to be bold enough to decree and declare some things. That some things that people has never done. And you don't even understand why they didn't do it. Because it wasn't their job to do it. It's because the assignment is for you. Stop passing your assignments to other people. It is for you. 
the assignment is for you. And if we don't ever get through this, Jonah's assignment was for people to help them. Jonah was the solution to the problem. But Jonah just saw the problem. He saw the problem being bigger than himself. He saw the problem as being bigger than himself. So he said, I can't help them. I don't know how to help them. There was people that I looked up to and they couldn't help them. So you're telling me I can help them? Yes. Let me tell you why. Because we're in a season that God is looking for, for pureness. He's looking for the essence. He's looking for the boldness. He's looking for the authenticity of people who are not afraid to preach the gospel. He's looking for people who don't need a robe. He's looking for people who don't need a title. He's looking for people who don't even need a church to go and help somebody else. You think that God can only use you when you have a title? You think that God can only use you when you're behind a pulpit? You think that God can only use you when you wear a collar? The devil is a liar from man that made you believe that. I have never done more church than I'm doing right here. That I'm doing right now. That I'm doing in this isolation season. Than I've done in the church. On the pulpit. With my collar. It means nothing. And I'm grateful that men saw it. But guess what? Once I know who I am. Once I realized my collar was given to me. Even in the silence. When I was in my mother's womb. When he said I anointed you from in there. Honey I don't need the collar. Honey, I don't even need the name because I am was the title that God gave me. I am is enough for me to carry this cross. I am is all that I need for me to understand that I am the solution to somebody's problem. I am the solution. I can't be on this earth and I'm not doing anything to serve God. I'm just taking up space. I don't want to take up space anymore. I don't want to take up space anymore. It is more to this. It has to be more to this. I don't know about you, but I woke up one day and I said, this can't be life. It got to be more to this. It got to be more to this. I got tired of the routines. I got tired of the programs. I got tired of you telling me when to sing. I got tired of you telling me when I can pray. I got tired of it because the Lord said I was free. When he died, he said, now you're free. Now go ye and preach to the nation. Go ye and preach love. Go ye and tell them that they'll be all right. Go, go ask them if they believe. Go ask them if they believe because the Bible says just believe. If you just believe. So we don't have to do the whole who the holla holla dinka ring around the rocks. We just ought to make them believe in him. When Jesus was on the cross and the two guys was next to him and the guy, one of them said, Father, forgive me. And he said, today you will be with me in paradise. He believed in that very moment. He didn't have no baptism. He didn't do the right hand of fellowship. He didn't go every Sunday. He didn't go to first beginner's class. He didn't go to no, hello somebody. He said right then and there, because that guy believed, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Some of you already have the access. Some of you already have the key. Some of you already anointed. Some of you are already appointed. Some of you are called and chosen. But the ones that are chosen still acting like they're called. And the ones that are called is, still, is trying to act like they're chosen. See, there's a level to this thing. When you are called, then you ought to be chosen. Because the call, we all show up for the call. Hello, somebody. Right now, we all on the call. 
but because I am chosen, I am here to speak this thing to you. There's a difference. You got to know the difference. So I don't want the chosen to act like they're called. Some of the chosen right now is just sitting down and doing nothing because they're waiting for man to call them. Mm. They're waiting for man to call them. But the, the Lord already anointed them and appointed them. In Jeremiah, he said, I already anointed you from when you were in your mother's womb to do this thing. So Jonah is running, running for running from God, a God who sees everything because he's looking at the assignment. He's looking at the storm and it's bigger than him. You're looking at cancer as though it's bigger than you. You're looking at your debt as though it's bigger than you. There's nothing. There's nothing on this earth that's bigger than God. God said, the earth is my footstool. The earth is my footstool. God is chilling his foot on the earth. My God is that big. So don't tell me what this cancer, don't tell me what this little bit of debt, don't tell me this itty bit of whatever it is you're going through, that my God can't do it. My God can do it. My God can do it. My God can move mountains. He can mend you. He can, he can restore you. He can revive you. He can do whatever it is that he wants. But the Lord is saying tonight that you ought to stop running because you can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. God is trying to, to allow you to see him in this season, but you're running. And you know what's crazy? It's like the dog. When the dog sees his tail for the first time and he starts chasing his tail, and we're running in circles. We're just running in circles. We're just running in circles until that day when we just get swallowed up by life, swallowed up by death, swallowed up by anxiety, swallowed up by depression, swallowed up by the cares of the world. And that becomes the fish. That becomes the fish. That becomes the fish where I can't take it no more. And then when, you know what, when he gets in there, he begins to pray. The first thing it says in chapter two, then Jonah prayed. It said when he got, when he got in there, he said, then Jonah prayed. He prayed to the Lord God in the fish's belly. Do not wait till you get swallowed up to start praying to God. Do not wait till you are in the deep of your crisis to start praying to God. Do not wait till you can't take it no more and you're knocking at death's door to start praying to God. If you start now, the prayer that you pray now will help you for when the storm comes because the three Hebrew boys, it's not that they began to pray when they were in the fire. They were praying before the fire. So when they went into the fire, they know they were already assured that their God is going to meet them in the fire. God is with you because of the prayers that you prayed before the storm. So when you pray, when you pray, I want you to admit what's afflicting you. So he started to admit what was afflicting him. Admit where you fell short. Confess. First, I want you to acknowledge him. Then you ought to confess. Right? When you pray, remember the places that he's brought you from. 
When, when, you, when you pray, go back down there to say, look where you are. Sometimes you got to be reflected yourself. Look how far he's brought you from. When you pray, know that God is the I am. Know that when you pray, he hears you. Even if you made your bell in hell, come on somebody. He said, I'm your father. See, don't wait to get in trouble to call on God. We did that enough when we were, we were children. You know, we, we would get in trouble and then we say, oh, Jesus, ain't nothing but a child saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we say, stop calling the Lord name in vain. No, because the child recognized that they were in trouble. The, 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 they know they were in trouble at that point. I want you to understand that real love comes with, with chastisement in this season. See, he's going to chase you. And you see all this running that Jonah did, it made him more tired. Because if you continue to read on on your spare time, you will see. He started to get angry. He got angry at a plant. He got angry at the sun. He got angry at, we get angry at the littlest things. But he loves you. So he's going to chase you. He's going to lecture you. He's going to reproach you, rebuke you. But just learn to be obedient in this season. Learn to be obedient in this season because you were chosen. You were chosen to do this thing. And I know sometimes it can be hard. And I know sometimes it feel like, you know, like we, we, we adults and we still don't get it. Honey, we will never get it because we're trying to lean onto our own understanding rather than acknowledging him. Right? We have to understand that. Understand that we will never get it. And if we stop trying to understand it on our own and just lead to him, that's it. Do what you're called to do. You're feeling burdened and overwhelmed because it's something that you're not doing. It's something that you're not following. It's something that you're running from. What are you running from? Can I just let you know that you can't hide? There's nowhere you can hide. But I pray as you re-enter, as you re-enter into your normal, as you re-enter into your job, as you re-enter into the church, I pray there, there's a shift in your mind. I pray there's a shift in your mind that you understand that there, there's things that you can do and things that you can't do. I want you to understand that there's things that God wants to see you do. That God wants to see you move. That God wants to hear you. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask. And that we can ever think of. God knows your name. He knows your address. He knows where you live. And he knows even when he blessed you, he knew you was going to mess up. He knew when he gave you the task. He knew what is in you. He knew that even that you can't handle it. He just wants to see you try it. He wants to see you try it. He wants to see you go through with it. Just have faith in him. Do what it is that you're called to do and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid in this season. So you can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. Jonah ran. But understand this. God loves you. 
And there's nothing that God does, that, that God wants to do that you can't do. There's nothing that you want to do that he's not going to equip you to do. You're going to find favor. You're going to find favor in this season. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about nothing. God's got you. God's got you. So Heavenly Father, right now we thank you, oh God. We thank you for moving on this line. We thank you for moving in our mix, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you have given us the understanding tonight, oh God, so that we may move forward in you, oh God. Father, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Father, oh God, teach us the ways that you want us to go, oh God. Take our hands, oh God, and, and let us move by your spirit, oh God. For we know it's not by might and it's not by power. They're too loud. There's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for considering us in this storm. We thank you for the pandemic even that you are still blessing us in this storm. Thank you for considering us. Thank you for knowing our name. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for waking us this morning, oh God. Thank you for reviving our spirit. God, we thank you tonight. We love on you tonight. We worship you tonight, God. Father, I ask that you make a way for everyone on here as they submit themselves to you and they continue to be obedient, oh God, they will taste the good of the land. Open their eyes and their ears, oh God, that they may hear you and see only you. Give, us the, give them the instructions and the directions, oh God, that they need to move forward. We rebuke the spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of depression over their lives right now. The spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. For we know that we are your children. We know that you are our great shepherd. And we know that you are the great I am. So Father, we thank you. We bless you and we magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God bless you all. May heaven continue to shine upon you. And I love you all in Jesus' mighty name. God bless Amen. you. And thank you for joining for those that are new. I pray that the Lord was able to bless you as he did with us, even while we were moving in the mix of him. But I truly, truly thank God for you. God bless you all. Have a blessed night. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God, God bless. bless thank you. you. It was wonderful. Thank you. And as the Good captain, we, we stay on until the last person leaves. So I'm here. <laughs> God bless you thank all. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Um, thank you for the me. invite. It was a good. It was a good pickup. Thank I you. Won't lie. All it right was a now. Long day, and I was tired, but oh. that that refreshed my soul. And Amen. I, I appreciate you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You'll be Wonderful. strengthened. You'll be strengthened, and don't be discouraged. Oh, Amen. Amen. I am Terry. I got it. Amen. Amen. I am. Amen. <laughs> I am. That's it. That's all you need Hallelujah. right there. Amen. 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 Bishop Fuller, Amen. thank you for joining. Amen. Jordan, go in your room and go in your bed. You guys are jumping so hard. Go in your bed.